Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. And uh, today um, we are mourning the loss of Keith Cooper. Um, he actually is a uh, two-time, uh, two quote tours of duty in Vietnam veteran who died tragically in Hyde Park, uh, murdered uh, by two young people who are now in custody uh, and should be serving uh, the sentence as just for that crime. Uh, but uh, they will on the 24th at Augustana Lutheran Church, 55th and. Um, uh, and Woodlawn, there will be a ceremony for him uh, from 2 to 5 p.m. So make sure that you can attend, if you can attend, just to give honor to our veteran who's fallen. Um, today we have a panelist, Catherine Monet, a Chief Executive Officer of the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans, and Mr. Ralph Cooper. He is a Community and Residential Veteran Services Coordinator, Cloud Break Houston, LLC and co-founder of the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans. Today's discussion is going to be surrounding the issue of eviction protection and available resources for our veterans to avoid eviction. How are you doing, Catherine and Ralph? Doing just great. Oh, sounds great. Great. I hope you have good weather out where you are. We, we are we're seeing some sun for the first time in the summer, so we're feeling great here. Um, but uh, so uh, so, Catherine, tell me a little bit more about uh, what's going on with this eviction protection protection, and then uh, we'll follow that with Ralph. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think in a nutshell, the thing for listeners to know is that the CDC eviction and foreclosure moratorium is scheduled to expire at the end of this month. Mm. Um, everything that we are hearing indicates that it will not be extended. And so there is concern among national and local advocates that we will see a wave of evictions and sort of a flood of people and veterans entering the homeless system. Oh, my God. So so it's evictions and foreclosures at the end of the month that is over. It is. And so tenants or landlords and uh, mortgage companies right, will be able to, again, start filing for evictions, start um, foreclosing upon homes if they um, so choose, right? And so there are some resources available that we were hoping to kind of share with the audience to talk about today. Oh, please, please. This is, uh, this is critical because you're talking about, uh, you know, today is the 17th. You're talking about less than a couple of weeks away, right? Uh, that people may be find themselves homeless um, and veterans and their families and their uh, actually their whole community. This is a uh, threatening the nation as a whole. So, um, Ralph, you know, tell me a little bit more. What you know, from your perspective, what are you thinking about right now with this uh, coming to the end? Well, you, uh, you know what? What I really wanted to to tell you is that this is a serious issue that people are going through right now. We've got a, a Marine veteran yeah. who uh, lives in the, like almost next, to, next door to me, uh, Mike Taylor and his wife. 
they they faced an eviction. He was due to be to go to court, but what happened was some people heard about it, and uh, soon after the people began donating money. Now Taylor and his family have enough money for rent until the month of October. But October, you know, this should not be. It shouldn't be dependent upon uh, him having to have a news. People let the world know that, hey, this guy is a wounded veteran, a Marine, with his wife, going to be put out, uh, be evicted, because they couldn't pay the rent and couldn't get enough money for food because of COVID. Now, and, and so this is, to me, this needs to be looked at again, especially with the new um, uh, variation starting to go forward again and more and more people are getting sick and, and more deaths are happening. And they should extend this uh, moratorium on eviction. Hey, you know, uh, Catherine, I'm going to say this in a nonpartisan way, um, but our legislators must have lost their damn minds, right? <laughs> because, you know, this is not just affecting the people we're talking about because, you know, as a person who is living in a residence, you're paying taxes, and those taxes are for your basic services within a city, within a, a county, within a state, uh, within the country. And what they don't realize is that all of us can be affected by this, right? So it, it will have yeah, a, a ripple effect across the country. Well, so it certainly will. And I think one of the things for folks to remember is, first off, that it is much cheaper to keep a person housed, right, than it is to serve them through the homeless system if you can't keep them in their home. I think the other thing to recognize is that there are some inequities when you look at who in the country, you know, predominantly has evictions filed upon them and who doesn't. It tends to be black and Latino, Latina, Latinx folks, generally women. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about who is going to predominantly be impacted by this, I think this is real worrisome. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and that, that that's really important because when you're saying especially women, that means also their children, you know, if they are, you know, single parent as well, right? And, yes. And many of those were our service members. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I look at it, and this is just absolutely insane because we keep talking about, you know, billionaires shooting off rockets for a billion dollars here and there, <laughs> you know, trillion dollars here and there. And and we're, we're talking about, you know, the infrastructure repair for the country. But how are you going to rebuild the infrastructure with people being homeless? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. You can put trillions of dollars into this cause and that cause, but you can't stop people from being evicted. You know, you know the, the, the amazing part is that if you have moderate income, right, and, and, and they do this through the income process, so it kind of clouds over the fact that we're not talking about black and brown people. But even as the, as the uh, pandemic continues, in places without local protection, eviction violence climbed back towards normal level mm-hmm. as the pandemic wore on. So they drooped a fraction of what courts saw on the normal in areas that were considered 
uh, with great protection. And so it's still, you know, I, I'm not I'm not trying to to uh, really hop on uh, race as an issue, but even among veterans, mm-hmm. we still have these kinds of things going on. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, I'm not sure if Catherine or Ralph who wants to go uh, first, but you said you were going to list some uh, uh, resources, available resources to combat this. And I, I really, uh, you know, I'm stopping here because uh, we still have some time to go, but I want you to list some of those resources because we'll come back to it again and so people can actually make sure they grab their pens, their pencils. Uh, they need to start talking to their congressional members, everyone who's around them, because this is a very, very short timeline that you're talking about, two, you know, less than two weeks before people are going to be potentially put out, out of their homes. So, um, you know, do you have any resources? I'll start with Catherine and then let's go to Ralph. Yeah, well, so there are some federal programs that were put into place um, in the rescue plan and with CARES funding. And so I think there are a couple of different buckets, and I want to start first with renters, right? And so the Treasury Department has been issuing funding to um, states, localities, um, you know, native governments, and it's a program called Emergency Rental Assistance. So basically, if you go online, and I think we did share some links with you all that you'll be putting up when this comes out, but if you just Google, you know, Treasury Emergency Rental Assistance in my community, you can actually find links to the nearest provider, and you can go in and apply for rental assistance that'll be paid directly to your landlord if you're in arrears. Um, VA for Veterans, right, also has a program called Supportive Services for Veterans and Families, SSVS. And that program provides um, both eviction prevention resources and rapid rehousing funds for veterans and their families who may have um, still ended up becoming homeless. And so, you know, I think veterans are eligible for both. And so we definitely would encourage anyone listening who is behind to start to try to apply for this assistance, because in some communities it is taking quite some time to get your application through the process and get funded. For okay. folks who are homeowners, mm-hmm. oh, oh, go ahead. Oh. So for folks who are homeowners, there are some separate programs, right? Um, for you know, just anybody who's a homeowner, Treasury does have a homeowner assistance fund, which is similarly um, distributed to states and local communities. And so, like the last program, the ERA program, right? You can actually go online and Google Treasury homeowner assistance fund in my community. And you can look for um, the provider nearest you, and they'll help you with your arrears. Um, VA, because VA does guarantee loans as well, they do have some really great mortgage forbearance information on their website. And the deadline to request forbearance is September 30, 2021. Mm-hmm. And if still after forbearance you're still struggling, they do have another program called the Partial Claims Payment Program, where they'll actually take on your mortgage for a few months and adjust it so that this is like another loan to you directly from VA to keep you in your home. And then I think you pay it off after the end of your um, other loan that you have, like your primary loan on your housing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so it actually gives you a big, a big time period that really stabilizes you for at least a few months and then you can uh, pay Uh that off later on. That's okay. Good. Good. Yeah, and Ralph, you know, to- and mm-hmm. and your concern, you know, I know is with with homeless veterans, mm-hmm. and 
you everybody's kind of familiar with the VASS VF uh, program, which is for rental assistance. Sometimes they'll pay the uh, deposit funds and they'll pay a few months rent. Um, and this is uh, the, this is is very important during, especially during COVID. We they were very very helpful in keeping veterans from losing their housing and re re um, going back into homelessness on the street. So the SSVF program, the VA does a fantastic job with this one. It's one of the ones that we have to really make sure Congress does not mess with. And uh, keep that, keep mm-hmm. the VA with their SSVF program. S- okay, so it's, SS- mm-hmm. so it's the SSVF program. Okay. Wow. You know, because, you know, Catherine, one thing, um, and you were, I'm so glad that you gave some resources that were more uh, general in scope and those that are specific to veterans because the reason is that we, you know, I have family members who are struggling right now too and that there are, you know, they're not veterans themselves, but that affects me because that's family, right? So many of the veterans who are out there have family members who are going through this. Well, that's so true. And, I mean, I think the thing that we all worry about, right, is that, you know, an eviction is a really traumatic event, right? And yeah. it's not just that you get put out and you lose your housing, right? You're losing your possessions. If you have kids, they're moving schools. Mm-hmm. You know, if it goes on your record, right, and your next landlord is checking to see if you've paid on time, right, it makes it harder to get housing. And ultimately, research has shown that there are some mental health factors that come into play where the suicide rate among veterans facing homelessness mm. is actually dramatically higher than the suicide rate among veterans that have no history of homelessness. That, that makes I mean, a like more sense. than twice as high. It, yeah. it does. Yeah. Wow. You, you don't even think about those things until there's something like this happens. Right. And that's the problem. We don't, we don't talk about this enough, um, you know, before people get themselves into this um, situation where they have to deal with some, you know, unimaginable things. And for any veteran to be homeless, you know, it's just, you know, to me, it's just like a national crime. And uh, they they should be, that that should be uh, one of the things that President Biden is talking about right now. Uh, You know, we have veterans who are out there. Uh, There is enough money in this country to put them into a home. Come on. Come on. (laughs) You know, we have all these abandoned buildings in Chicagoland area. We have abandoned buildings across the country. And you're telling me with the resources we have, the, uh, the wealth we have, that we don't have enough money to put up the people that saved this country, that saved your position so you could become a senator, a congressional member, a legislator, a cabinet member. It, it just is it's astounding to me. A president, a vice president, how can we turn our backs on the people that put you where you are? that puts you into the position you're in. And many of them didn't serve. Wow. Um, I, I would say the vast majority of them didn't serve. They didn't want to take that risk with their life, but were fully, fully willing to let other people do it. And now that they have uh, gotten to a position where they can change something or change the way that people are living who uh, have served, they turn their backs. And this is, un- this is unacceptable. 
And, you know, veterans need to think about who to vote for, you know, down the road and who is really supporting veterans. We don't do enough of that. Uh, but I, I, I want to see uh, that this current administration I have great hopes for them. They have been saying a lot of great things, uh, but we need to see some action on this particular issue and keep our people, you know, keep our veterans off the street. This is uh, unacceptable. So, um, who is in the pudding? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and and on top of that, we're getting ready to have thirty thousand more veterans hitting hitting home from mm-hmm. Afghanistan. Yes. Um, you know, it sounds it sounds really great and wonderful, but look, some of these guys are coming back. They're not the same as when they left. No. And they're going to come back to situations. Where maybe the maybe the home that they left is not the home anymore. So where are they going? They're going, to, and we're going to see an uptick in homeless veterans with these returning veterans. Oh, I have no doubt of that. You know, um, when I came back with uh, you know from you know Iraq and that kind of thing, I, you know, I, I saw people who came back who didn't even know that their uh, spouse had sold everything and was gone, and they couldn't even find them. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, right. Wow. You know, uh, and I've seen the, the, those things where uh, people have gone through some really tumultuous stuff. And uh, and, and as you were saying, you know, uh, this this has been unlike this is the, America's longest war. And it's unlike many times where, uh, you know, you would go away for a, one tour or, or even two tours. Some of these veterans have been out there for two, three, four, five, six tours. And unbelievable, unbelievable. And for you to do that much time away from this country and not to have a place to live when you come back, th- there's something really sick about that. Yeah. So 30,000 veterans, you know, returning. And and it wasn't like, well, you know, um, we're going to give you some notice uh, about you leaving the country and coming back. Uh, you're leaving tomorrow. Right. <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> so, and unlike before where, you know, you would be placed on a ship in World War II and, you know, you would have, you know, have two months to come back. to, uh, yeah. decompress, right. Right. And, and to make oh. some plans. <laughs> now it's like you're getting off of American Airlines, go home, <laughs> you know. There you go. Yeah. I mean, the same thing in Vietnam, you know, that's what, that's what went down. You know, yeah. one day you're in the field, next day. There you go. Yes, yes, the same so. thing. Yeah, and, and nowhere, no, no resources that were meeting them at the gates. Um, but we just can't let this happen. And so, you know, uh, maybe let's go through those resources again because I think people need to understand how serious this is. And you know, uh, Catherine, you know, let's go through the same resources again and get it into, uh, you know, into the consciousness of these people out here. And yeah. And, Great. Yeah, go ahead. Well, so, again, if you're a renter, right, there are two key programs that will probably be most helpful to you. The Treasury's Emergency Rental Assistance Program, administered by states, cities, counties, and tribal governments. And then VA's SSVF program, administered by community-based organizations. And SSVF not only provides financial assistance for rental arrears. It also provides rapid rehousing assistance for anyone who is unable to self-resolve their housing issue post-eviction. If you become homeless, that is your first stop 
always, always. If you are a homeowner, you can try the Treasury Homeowner Assistance Funding, right, to get some support to pay your mortgage arrears. Or you can work with VA on mortgage forbearance. Um, if neither of those options is successful for you, you can attempt the VA Partial Claims Payment Program, where they actually will issue you an additional loan that you can pay off later after the fact. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And, um, and I, I know, um, you know, Ralph, you were mentioned the SSVF program uh, as well for the uh, rental assistance. So you know, I, I'm really, what, what do you think people should be doing? What should we be doing as veterans? Should we be writing our congressional? What, what should we be doing to, to, to um, really make an issue of this? Because we're talking about less than two weeks. I don't want to see veterans out of their homes. And as Ralph was telling that story, um, you know, brought a tear to the eyes, you know, that this guy is a, is a disabled veteran and he's, tr- you know, trying to stay in a home with his wife and you're talking about kicking him out. You know, what kind of country do we live in if we do things like that to well, our we veterans? Need, we don't have time for a letter writing campaign. We need to call. We mm-hmm. need to call our Congress people. We need to call our senators. We need to get on the, on their case. Let them know that, uh, you know, they work for us. We don't work for them. Yes. And uh, that's, that, that, to me, that's one of the most important things to get across to the audience, that these are elected people by us. Yes. Yeah, I remember, you know. I, I, so I, I, we need to hold them accountable. Pardon me? Oh, that's right. That's right. Um you know, I remember, you know, I, I was the director for the uh, Illinois Department of Public Health back in 2007 uh, you know, to uh, 11, right? And one of the uh, legislators asked me, it was the second week I was there, and he said, why did you decide to do this? You know, you can make more money outside and do this. And I said, it was only three words. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, they're right over your chamber. And he said, what are you talking about? What words? I said, we the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We the people. It's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> right. that's who I'm here to serve, <laughs> and exactly. they're my boss. <laughs> so you know, See, so you know, and people like you who get it. I I just so I, I am so happy to meet you and know you and to know that you are out there putting the correct word to our fellow veterans and. They're families, because really, you can't come back into this world if you don't have some support. Yeah, yes. You can't come from the battlefield uh, into into housing and, and responsibility. And, and with COVID and saying that uh, there is maybe a job out there for you, but can you do it if you are post if your PTSD down? You yeah. know, you need support. Yes. Yes. And what is your website? Why don't you give that so people can go? Yeah, it's www.nchv.org. .org. Very easy to do. So nchv.org.org. So I hope people really, um, you know, pay attention to what you're doing because I think you're doing phenomenal work. And you have, you know, and the work you're doing is really uh, uncovering uh, the sins of a nation, right? 
the sins are that we're allowing our veterans to be homeless and their families and their children when they are the ones that actually allow you to sleep at night and to be in comfort and to go and get that ice cream you like, right? <laughs> so uh, we, we have got to do a lot more for our veterans, and we're going to have you back on again and again, I know, um, because this, this, this is something that needs to have attention, full attention of the current administration and every veteran who's living and breathing to help to assist what you're doing. So um, I want you to thank you very much, uh, partner of the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans, and thank you, Catherine Monet and Ralph Cooper, for what you do. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.